get into a nighttime routine. I feel I've noticed a lot too with different patients that if they started a routine and started preparing for sleep, they were able to go to sleep faster and stay asleep and sleep longer. Hi, I'm Maria, otherwise known as the Fit Foodie. I'm a chef, holistic nutritionist, author, inventor, and mom. And I want to welcome you to my podcast. It's called Recipes for Your Best Life. And with every episode, I'm peeling back the onion on fitness, nutrition, health, wellness, and family. The truth is, you're the chef of your life. And for every important pillar, there's a great recipe worth sharing. So every week, we'll explore them together. Think of it as food for thought that you can really sink your teeth into. So join me, and let's squeeze the joy out of this life, because you only get one. Can I get a fork, yeah? I think we can all agree, life's way too short for boring food, right? It deserves to be filled with fresh, flavorful, mouth-watering dishes that you and your family are excited to share together. And guess what? Now it's so easy to broaden your cooking skills and try out fun recipes. And here's the best part. You don't need a bunch of fancy appliances to do it. With Panasonic's Home Chef 4-in-1 Multi-Oven, you can, get this, heat, fry, bake, and broil your way to foodie heaven. Yep, it's a microwave, broiler, air fryer, and convection oven all wrapped up into one appliance so smart. So whether you're trying out a new food trend or your grandma's kind of complicated recipe or maybe a fusion dish you've been dying to try or maybe one of my dishes from my book, this multi-oven makes your cooking experience a really enjoyable one. So start thinking of all those recipes and dishes you've been dying to try out. Now's the time because this multi-oven makes even the most complicated recipes super simple. I love super simple. It's the four-in-one that inspires your inner chef to try daring new dishes with confidence. So to receive special offers, head over to panasoniccitchen.com and become a Panasonic Kitchen Insider. Can't sleep, feeling sad, trouble with digestion, seems to be a growing sign of the times. A lot of people are suffering from all kinds of symptoms like this. But the truth is you may be missing out on some very valuable nutrients that are hindering your body's natural ability to heal itself. Today, in my discussion with Bernadette Judge, an RN with Neputix Health, we dive into some of the common symptoms that you might be experiencing when you're feeling out of whack and how to simply remedy them with food, supplements, and hydration. You don't have to feel FOMO here, just the facts. Bernadette Judge is an RN and a whole body wellness health expert focusing on preventative medicine. After a long career in healthcare, serving as a medical researcher, lead nurse in both OBGYN and outpatient surgery, she decided to study integrative medicine. Because of her personal experience caring for both her father and her best friend during their battles with long-term illnesses, Bernadette is more passionate than ever about working to diagnose conditions as early as possible and finding holistic treatments that reduce the risk of side effects and complications. And she's known for her balanced approach using both Western and Eastern medicine. 
I was really excited and happy to speak to Bernadette. We see eye to eye on so many things and she brought a lot of knowledge and insights into what we can do to manage our own health and diagnose what just might be missing in ourselves. Let's listen. Bernadette, it's great to have you on. Thank you so much for having me, Maria. Yeah, I, you know, this subject has made me a little crazy, so I'm a bit passionate about it. So if I get really heated, don't, uh, don't worry. It's not about you. It's about the subject because, you know, what COVID's taught us is that we need to be more diligent about, you know, how we wash our hands and contact surfaces and distance between people. And certainly if somebody's hacking and sneezing, we want to keep our distance. I mean, logical. And if you're one of those people, you should stay home. I had an experience once at a restaurant where this girl was literally hacking up a lung. I'm like, go home. (laughs) Why are you here? Um, But beyond that, you know, I think there's a lot that we are not really discussing and everybody is waiting for a vaccine and that's fine. But in the meantime, you know, there are certain things that we need to be honed in on. And I'm just, you know, I'm curious from your perspective, what you have been hearing and what maybe you agree with or disagree with in terms of, you know, advice that people are giving on what we should and shouldn't be doing. It's, it's a very, it's, it's very interesting because I agree with you a hundred percent. We do need to keep a little distance. If we see someone hacking up a lung, if you are that sick, you should stay home. And it's not just with COVID it's with the flu, you know, flu season's coming up um, when we're sick we subject everybody to that. So it should be a conscious thing we should be doing every day um, and every year, not just because of COVID. And one of the things that is great that's been brought up now that COVID and this pandemic has broke out is that we really need to start looking at our health more Hmm. and that we're noticing that the people that were affected the most with COVID that got the sickest, um, you know, where their nutrients were depleted, they weren't the healthiest, they weren't getting enough sleep, um, they were overweight. So there are all these things that we could be doing ahead of time in case something like this happens again, and obviously to protect ourselves now, that are just really simple steps that would make us overall have better health and feel better every day. I love that. And we're going to break those steps down. But, you know, I want to touch on that because... And I don't want anybody to take this the wrong way, but you know what? It could have been a hell of a lot worse. (laughs) I mean, this, this outbreak could have been unbelievably devastating and it's not the first and it's certainly not the last. And so I think this is a gentle wake up call, maybe a little bit more than gentle. It's a wake up call for us to empower our own personal health. And that's certainly is not going to come from a magic pill. (laughs) It's gonna come from a lifestyle shift and it's gonna come from us looking very closely at how we feed ourselves, how we manage stress. Like you said, sleep, sleep is so important. I was just talking to my daughter who, 
You know, many of us are very sensitive to stress and we're at the time of this recording, literally waiting for the election results to happen. And it's almost as though the collective stress of the world around us is being felt by people because she could not sleep all last night. She woke up just feeling so sick. So even if we're not conscientiously thinking about these things, it's a lot. Um, I'm just curious, you know, if, you know, from your perspective, if you've been hearing people talking about actually getting sick or actually feeling more of the mental aspects of what's going on these days. 100% people are getting um, mentally, they're mentally challenged. People with addictions, it is so hard for them right now hmm. because of what is going on, especially what's going on with COVID when we, you know, we're kept inside our houses. Teenagers, I know personally, my son at the beginning of COVID, he's 13. I mean, he wasn't, he, it, school wasn't in session. They completely, you know, there was no such thing as online yet. And he was just getting so depressed. He was waking up, he'd have breakfast and he'd go back and sleep until one o'clock. And at first I thought, oh, maybe he's just going through a little growing spurt. Cause you know, sometimes they just, boys, they like to sleep. They like to sleep and eat. He? Like he's 13. 13 yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then I realized, no, he's really, it's mentally affecting him. And what really brought it to light is one night we decided to go walk down at the beach and he went into the water and it was the happiest I had seen him in probably about three weeks and we realized it is, it, it's what was going on. It was all the pressure of hearing everything, being on lockdown, you know, this, in this uncertainty that gets everyone so worked up and stressed. And then it just takes a, a hit to your mind. It takes a hit to your body. You know, people will start stress eating or they won't eat at all. And all of that affects your health. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I, boy, my heart goes out to you. I know exactly what you mean. We have three teenagers in the house, all boys. Oh. And I see <laughs> it in different strains, you know, um, and then two others that are um, a little bit older, but still contending with so much shift and not understanding how to manage that shift. And so I think we can really look at ourselves and look inward at our own ability to take care of our mental well-being and our health. And the two are so intimately intertwined. Um, when you think about building your own immunity, I see that as breaking down into literally, you know, four, four parts. There's managing stress, there's managing sleep, there's managing your microbiome, which is the root of your immunity, and managing your actual nutrition, what's feeding your body to the core, what is feeding your cellular function. Um, and, you know, I just want to preface this by saying this is not the be-all, end-all. It is not 100%, but... <laughs> it's going to make a big difference when you can sleep at night, when you can manage your own stress and the inflammation that couples with the stress, you get your gut health in check and you actually fuel up, you know, I mean, people are going to the grocery store and stocking up on junk food because they want to feel comforted. I mean, it, to me, 
That is like the worst thing that you could possibly do. What you're eating is becoming a part of you. So let's kind of break down this immunity ladder, if you will. And let's talk about stress since we're on that subject right now. Um, from an, uh, a supplement or, or nutrition standpoint, what do you think is maybe one of the most important things that people can take or do to manage stress? One of my favorite, absolute favorite supplements is ashwagandha. Hmm. Uh, it is an adaptogen that helps our body. It gives our body the ability to manage stress. It helps, for me at least, it helps so much when I take it every day. I can notice when I don't because I can feel a little bit on edge. I feel a little bit more relaxed. And not only with the stress, I feel it's just one of those overall, almost like a like a, a multivitamin supplement, but it's not because it has so many powerful benefits. It affects everything. So it affects our stress. It affects our sleep. It gives us a little boost of energy. And you know, all of that is tied in. Stress is tied in with sleep. Stress is tied in with our energy. Stress is tied into our microbiome. Mm -hmm. It's tied into our mental health. So supplements like ashwagandha are great. Just simple things that you can do. Exercise, yoga is great. You're getting your body moving. You're improving your overall health you're stretching, you're feeling good. And when you're feeling good, your stress levels will go down. Uh, if you don't necessarily want to do yoga, meditation's another great one. It gives you time to sit there and kind of think about things, decompress, get back to yourself. It's almost like self-care yeah. to, to bring you, you know, ground you, bring you back kind of to reality, take, you, take some of that stress down a notch. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I am a big fan of adaptogens. I actually um, covered the importance of adaptogens in my trend report last year. And, you know, boy, had I been able to predict what was going to happen this year, it would have been uh, even much more spot on. But in addition to ashwagandha, people can take, you know, the different uh, mushrooms that help with adaptogen uh, or have adaptogen qualities like reishi and lion's mane and and all of these wonderful mushrooms. I don't know if you've ever tried the Four Sigmatic uh, mushroom drink. It's like a mushroom coffee. It's fantastic. And it's a great way to be able to kind of sip that and get it into your everyday. And I also think that, you know, one thing that I've been taking and I'd love to hear your thoughts is CBD. In fact, while we were talking, I just popped a couple of these aqueous wellness CBD fruit chews, and they have elderberry in them, which is great for immunity also, a powerful antioxidant. But, you know, it's the CBD, not necessarily the THC that's going to work, that's helping to relax. And I call it taking the edge off. Uh, So I'm curious what you think about CBD. Have you ever wondered, is rinsing my produce with the water that comes out of the sink that I don't even drink enough to really clean it? Well, then you're one of the smartest people I know because you're absolutely right. It's not enough. That's why we created the only all-natural and patented line of food wash and wipes, and it's called Eat Cleaner. 
It's tasteless, odorless, and lab tested. And it removes up to 99.9% of the residue that water can't, including pesticides, wax, soil, and junk that can carry bacteria that can really make you sick. Plus, we formulated it to help extend the shelf life of your fresh produce too. And that'll save you money. When your berries are lasting up to 10, 12 days, you know that's a good thing. It helps your produce last up to five times longer using a natural blend of fruit acids and antioxidants. So there's no chemicals, it's just clean, eating, fun. And this can help save your family an average of over $500 per year. Make it easy on yourself, reduce waste, and get that fruit and veggies into your body where it's gonna do you a lot of good and not in the trash. Check us out, eatcleaner.com or head to our Amazon store at amazon.com forward slash eat cleaner. Well, CBD, I mean, definitely can help with your stress levels, but something I think people don't know is that we have our own cannabinoid system running through our whole body. Hmm. So when, when you take CBD, it kind of can activate our whole system and get things moving. So, and the cannabinoid is is what's active in CBD, which is what it, you know is literally doing the work. So, do you think that system can lay dormant if people are feeling down? Absolutely, yes. I, I think it can, and I think that since in any system, when one thing starts to get sluggish, then everything kind of trickles down. It's like a cascade. So when you stimulate one, then it starts getting everything else going. Yeah. Um, I mean, cannabinoids, you know, directly target our mitochondria. So it can repair some mitochondria damage. Yeah. And and hemp hemp is an incredible superfood. It's got protein, carbohydrates, and fat. You could literally live on it, <laughs> which is just amazing to me. So I, I really, you know, I found in my own practice, and I know having interviewed experts in CBD, that it has so much powerful benefit and people just need to kind of get past whatever stigma they think is associated with it because um, the active ingredient has nothing to do with THC. I want to touch on exercise you know, to be able to produce serotonin and release those endorphins, you got to move. We need that. It's, it's like, it's just inherent in our natures. And it doesn't mean having to go to a gym. If your gym is closed, go for a walk, put on some music or a podcast like this one and go walk. You, you might even discover a little bit more peace in not going to a gym and just getting outside, right? I mean, I have certainly experienced that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, moderate exercise is so is so helpful to our, our body. It reduces inflammation. It can help our immune, immune cells regenerate. So even just a brisk walk, I mean, it will stimulate your mind. It'll get your, your mental health up. It, it will help your body all around. Yeah, I think everybody if everybody can p- put that practice into a habit um, and, you know, literally just schedule it like an appointment on your calendar, put it on your smartphone so that you get an alert and it tells you go move every single day. Um, and it doesn't have to be a gut pounding 
workout. It can just literally be a walk for, you know, however you, however long you feel comfortable, just get out there for 20 minutes. Um, I, I joined a rowing gym near me and, uh, you know, they're not open inside yet. So they have the rowing machine set up outside. And I think just being able to be outside, even though I'm not interacting with everybody in the class, just being with other people, there is a humanity piece there that just feels really reassuring. And I look so forward to it. You know, I just, I, I get worried about people who have locked themselves up inside and are, are not getting out. Oh, the fresh air is a must. Yeah, yeah. It, it is a must. And, and one thing I feel that conventional medicine promotes but doesn't really explain why is exercise. We need to tell people why it is so important because it's human nature if we say you need to have 30 minutes three times a week of cardio, that, that's a great recommendation, but why? It, yeah, nobody yeah. Nobody knows the why. Yeah. And I, you know, in my book, I talk pretty extensively about how we use exercise. Exercise is not to undo all the crap that you ate. That doesn't work. You can't outrun a bad diet, period, end of story. Don't even talk to me about calorie deficits. I'm I'm not (laughs) buying it. Because once it's in, it's registered as information and your body is metabolizing it and, and the story is complete. Um, exercise is meant to enhance your cardiovascular function, certainly to boost your immunity, like you said, manage stress, um, help you sleep, and all of the, the benefits there. But please don't use it as, you know, your Hail Mary to undo the ding-dongs and, and Oreos that you purged on. Like, it just doesn't work that way. No, and it should never be a reward. We'll never get in the habit of exercising if we feel that exercise, we exercise to reward ourselves with something that may not be healthy. Yeah, yeah. Amen to that, sister. All right. So uh, one more thing that I want to add about stress is breathing. You know, we take our breath for granted, um, but there is something to be said about intentional breathing. And when you feel anxiety, you feel stress starting to build, just to take some long, deep breaths. And that's really what yoga has taught me. But there are gurus out there that help you breathe better. And, um, and, and I, I believe that there is something to this. I don't know if that's something you know too much about, Bernadette, or can speak on, but I did a practice where for 10 minutes every morning, I was just focused on my breath. And man, I just go back to it every time I'm in a situation where I feel like, okay, I'm overwhelmed and I can feel my heart beating out of my chest. Like I got to control this. Oh yeah. Um, one of the things when I was younger, I was, I had a lot of anxiety and one of the best things I learned was breathing in and saying to myself, I'm going to, you know, I'm taking in all the good and then breathing out and just opening my mouth a little bit and really exhaling and just letting myself know I'm letting all, all the bad or all the negative vibes out. And I would do that three or four times and I would just see myself all of a sudden, I mean, within seconds, just much calmer and relaxed. Yeah, yeah, and as you're saying that, I'm finding myself breathing. And you know that that vibration that happens within our body, the 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 music that it makes 
you know, there's so much data that shows how beneficial that is. And we're largely water. So imagine that vibration resonating through our body. It's literally like a song. It's so beautiful yes. when you think about it that way. But everybody breathe. Take a few deep breaths right now as you're listening to this. Um, and, and we can manage our stress in so many positive ways instead of looking at it um, and, and turning towards other things that are not so good for our health. Let's talk about sleep. Um, I think stress and sleep are so intimately related, but is there kind of something that you recommend for sleep specifically if somebody is having some unrest? Get into a nighttime routine. Um, I feel I've noticed a lot too with different patients that if they started a routine and started preparing for sleep, they were able to go to sleep faster and stay asleep and sleep longer. And what you really need is that quality sleep. And since sleep and stress is tied so closely together, when we don't have enough sleep, our stress levels will go up and vice versa. When our stress levels go up, we don't get enough sleep. So it's this never ending battle mm -hmm. in our body of stress and sleep. And if you can start getting into a routine, it's very much like the breathing, you know, you're breathing in, you're breathing out and you're relaxing you're having a routine. So sometimes people will drink tea right before bed. They'll read before bed, take a nice warm bath before bed, just something that starts to prepare your body and relax your body before sleep. Um, I'm huge, huge against stop watching, you know, flipping through your phone, don't have your laptop out and be doing a little bit of work before because yeah. all of that will affect your sleep. Nobody yeah. needs to be on Instagram right before they go to bed. And yeah. so yeah. many, so many people, especially young um, adults. I mean, it's just one of the things they do. It's the first thing they look at in the morning and the last thing they look up at night. Yeah. I, like, think, I think a lot of people are in that camp and maybe one of the best things that we can do is just, stash our phone away from the bed like literally you have to okay. get up in order to grab it just go charge it on your desk or charge it in the bathroom like just get it away from being in your line of sight as the first or last thing that you see um i think you know for me i we we've had especially with my husband he's had some um problems sleeping and one thing that's really been effective is lavender uh, we've been using lavender oil, just kind of rubbing it on his temples, or uh, we even have a lavender throat spray that um, he'll take a couple of spritzes of, and that really has helped a lot. In terms of like supplements or um, even treatments like this, is there anything that you recommend for people in addition to their routine? Um, I really like melatonin. I really like valerian root and you can pair valerian root and hops together. And that's a great to relax you magnesium. Mm. Um, maybe right after dinner is another good one for both stress and sleep. Yes. That's gives you that a lot these days, a lot more people are talking about magnesium um, and the importance of magnesium in managing stress, which in fact can help with sleep. Can you elaborate on that just a little bit? Magnesium, a lot of people have deficiencies in magnesium and we don't even know it. And by supplementing with magnesium, we close that deficiency down 
Mm-hmm. And that's what starts to bring that relaxation down. It's, it's very important to have in our diet. If you don't want to take a supplement, eat foods that are rich in magnesium. It's just, you know, there's that laundry list of, of vitamin deficiencies that most people have and they don't realize. And they think these very normal symptoms of just fatigue or not being, you know, being able to fall asleep. They, they, people begin to think these things are normal. And they're actually not. It's our body trying to tell us that you don't have enough of this. And magnesium is at the top of that list. So I think the the buzz is that people didn't realize that they had deficiencies in magnesium and they started taking supplements or eating more food rich in magnesium and they're noticing a difference in their wellness. Yeah, I wonder why magnesium of, of all of the minerals are is what people are lacking or do you think it's multiple minerals like maybe zinc too which is very potent in helping with immunity and when you when you get a cold you find you know all kinds of zinc supplements out there that can help too oh yes zinc is is at the top vitamin d is another thing that a lot of studies have shown especially through covid that the people that were getting hit the hardest that were having a lot of respiratory issues were vitamin D deficient. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And when it comes to these minerals like magnesium and zinc, there are really simple foods that you can get into your system that are high in these minerals like nuts and seeds. Um, If you have a nut allergy seeds, you know, and, and that is, that can come in the form of like sesame seeds or pumpkin seeds, um, flax seeds, which are a great source of omega-3s that you can sprinkle onto your yogurt or your oatmeal. Um, You can throw them into a smoothie, just really, really simple and inexpensive foods that you can add into your daily if you want to get that in from a food perspective, which I always recommend. Um, And you can also get magnesium in from things like Um, legumes, you know, lentils, chickpeas. um, And those are, you know, eat some hummus. (laughs) Simple ways to get these beans into your everyday. You can get it from eggs. You can get it from um, tofu or tempeh, which I I really love tempeh because it's a fermented soy, which for women is also a really good um, choice if you're going through some hormone balance issues. So lots of different ways to get these foods, uh, to get these minerals into your body through food, or you can take a supplement. And you mentioned hormones. Um, low magnesium is, is linked heavily to um, hormone imbalances. And then, you know, when we have hormone imbalances, all the other body functions fall into place too, that goes in with our sleep and our stress. So, oh, it all falls off the track. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we, and, and I'm so glad you touched on this because I think we talk about hormones really only at pivotal points in a a person's life, you know, going through puberty Mm -hmm. and adolescence and then going through menopause. It's like, uh, no, your hormones are active throughout your life. And managing them is so critical to flying the plane properly. 
Um, and your food definitely regulates that in so many ways and all of these vital nutrients. So don't think about hormones just being in two buckets of your life. It's they're there wow. and you're managing the, the plane throughout your flight, so to speak. Yes, they're at, it's an everyday for both men and women. It's an everyday. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we underplay that a lot and, and we need to get, uh, get more focused on that. So let's talk about the microbiome because I think when people hear that word, it might sound a little bit loaded and overwhelming. Can you kind of break down what that means and how it's connected with immunity? So our microbiome is often referred to as our gut health. And the microbiome consists of several different strains, millions of strains of bacteria. Some are good and some are, are bad. We want the good bacteria in our gut. Uh, it helps to balance out the bad bacteria. And going back to nutrition, when we feed our body, you know, really, I call them like, I don't want to say nothing food, but like just foods that no. don't, yeah. <laughs> you know, no. they just, they don't do anything for us. They do nothing for us. You have, you know, all these fried foods or, you know, everyone is, is the junk food, the emotional eating right now, that's all going to affect our microbiome and it's going to feed the bad bacteria and we're not putting in enough of the good bacteria. So the bad bacteria will take over and it just likes to cause chaos. It sends all these signals out to the rest of our body and different systems just start shutting down. We'll notice, you know, GI issues again, back to the sleep, the stress, the, the GI is linked to so much. There's an access, there's a, a gut brain access, there's a gut skin access, there is, they're now seeing there's a gut lung access. So it's very true when they say all disease stems from the gut. Mm. This is to me, um, this is maybe one of the most important things that people need to pay attention to because, you know, for years we didn't have this intel. Um, and now that we do, I saw a really fascinating study about how people with mental disorders like schizophrenia, when they received healthy, diverse bacteria, gut bacteria, it literally helped to heal them. So we're, we're talking about massive opportunity here to enhance health and mental well-being, as we all know, it, it's one of the systems that helps to regulate the whole body. If we're in a good mental place, a lot of other things get fixed. So I just really think that this is probably one of the most important things that people can really tune into to help shift their health. What do you recommend in terms of boosting your microbiome health or your gut, you know, the diversity of the bacteria in your gut? Probiotics, definitely eat foods that are rich in probiotics because those good guys get in there. And if you have, you know, if you have cheated or, you know, eaten something that you shouldn't have, those guys will get in there and definitely balance out that microbiome for you. Yeah. I, um, I am a big fan of probiotic rich foods. I talk a lot about it in the beginning, the very first chapter of the book um, eating fermented foods, things like kimchi, sauerkraut. Mm -hmm. um, I have a, a recipe for uh, quick pickled vegetables in the book. 
um, getting things like fermented soy, miso, um, you can have fermented soy, whole soybeans, it's called natto. Um, you know, these types of foods can make a huge difference. And when, you know, we talk about probiotics, I think it's very important we also talk about prebiotics. Prebiotics help to create a fertile gut environment so that the probiotics are actually able to do the work. So being able to uh, focus on things like garlic and onions and um, fiber help to create help to create that fertile gut environment so that the probiotics are able to help you. Um, you know, and, and sometimes this takes a little while. If you've been eating a junk food diet, and there's no judgment here, but if junk has been your MO, then it might take a little while for you to start seeing some shift happen, but stick with it. Uh, and you'll know when things are starting to change because you'll see your skin start to clear up and you'll see you'll actually feel more energetic and your eyes will be clearer. I mean, there are literally physical manifestations of a balanced gut. Um, you know, and I, I don't know what you think about this, but I think that we see oftentimes um, what we think are hormonal systems, they're actually gut imbalance issues yes. like acne. Yes. Um, sometimes when the bad bacteria overgrows the gut, then we see all these skin issues. We, we get things like candida overgrowth, which is yeast. We have leaky gut and we may have to detox at this point. You know, probiotics may not and prebiotics may not just cut it. So I do recommend if, if you see these things and they're not resolving and you've been on a really healthy diet, you know, for a couple months to try a detox to, to help your body balance out some of these good and bad bacteria. Yeah, I like that. I, I'm a big believer in detoxing and do one every single quarter, um, a major one. But I try and take at least one day a week or two days a week to just really um, almost like you know, using intermittent fasting to help detox mm -hmm. and staying really light in my food, eating a lot of fresh vegetables, um, and chewing a lot, drinking a lot of water. And I want to talk about that. Let's jump into nutrition here because I think, you know, there's certainly from my perspective, there's no better medicine cabinet than what's in your kitchen. Um, but I want to talk a little bit about the key things that we should be adding into our everyday from your perspective. And I'll, I'll chime in after that. Um, but let's talk a little bit about water. <laughs> and since we're on the subject of detox, what are the merits of water in a detox and in also just your overall immunity? Water doesn't necessarily protect us from germs or viruses, but dehydration really affects our overall health. So we need the water so that we don't become dehydrated. Hmm. And because when we're dehydrated, everything starts, you know, to become affected, our mood, our digestion, our heart, our kidneys, you know, we start to have headaches, we, we, you know, we, we're so tired. So yeah, to, we need to be drinking water every day, because our cells need that to stay hydrated, to work at optimum levels. You know, your body tells you when you're not having enough water and that should be 
you know, that should be a red alert, <clears throat> excuse me, a red alert. If our body can tell us that we're not having enough water, then it is, it's important to be drinking enough of it. Are there, are there symptoms aside from the obvious of feeling parched? That you're not drinking enough water? Yeah. Uh, sometimes, you, you, sometimes you can see it in your skin. If you're eating on an unhealthy diet and you're not staying hydrated, acne is huge. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. And I think it's important for people to know that drinking about half your weight in ounces of water is highly, highly recommended to flush your system of toxins um, and focusing on good, clean water. You know, I think it's one of the most important things we can do. We can live three weeks without food, but we can only go three days without water. So right. instead of reaching for the sugary drinks with a lot of caffeine, when you feel like you need an energy boost, try some water with a little lemon in it. Uh, you might be surprised at how refreshing and just exactly what you needed that water to do. So I think, uh, dare I say, maybe even more important than focusing on food is your hydration. Um, I, and I think, you know, if we, if we dive into the merits of water um, even more, you know, the bottled stuff, the stuff that comes in like the plastic bottles, you might as well just fill your tap water um, yeah. with that bottle with your tap water because most of the studies are showing it's not worth it. It's, it's horrible to the environment um, and it's expensive. So much better to get a filter system in your home. Um, it doesn't have to be an expensive one. Literally, you can buy an inexpensive water pitcher uh, and fill your water bottles that way. But let's kind of do our part from an environmental standpoint to also cut down on all that waste. It drives me crazy. Um, yes. And the BPAs that can leak out from the plastic. I mean, if, if water helps um, carry oxygen to our cells, then water is also carrying those leaked um, toxins to our cells. Yeah. And phthalates and all kinds of other mm -hmm. chemicals that are incredibly det detrimental. Boy, that's a whole, I think we need a whole <laughs> episode about water. What do you think? Yeah. We'll, we'll do yes. that. <laughs> um, <laughs> so also from a nutrition standpoint for immunity, I mean, let's talk a little bit specifically about antioxidants, because I think when people think immunity, immediately they think vitamin C. Do you have any recommendations from this perspective on what people can be doing to, again, boost their immunity with nutrition? Oh, foods rich in antioxidants. You hit the nail mm -hmm. right on the, I mean, it is, antioxidants are so important because of all the free radicals and the toxins that are, I mean, we're just exposed to naturally, not even ones that we're putting in our body, just, you know, air pollutants, pollutants in our water, pollutants in our food that um, eating the antioxidants to balance that out is, is necessary for a good immunity, immune system. Yeah, and I think, um, I think when you think about antioxidants, you know, obviously foods like, you know, berries and, um, uh, and apples and citrus, these are all wonderful antioxidants, but antioxidants can also come in the form of foods like nuts and seeds. Uh, these are mm -hmm. 
you know, fighting free radicals. And I really want to break that down because I think people say the word antioxidant, but let's really break down what that means. It's antioxidation. And oxidation is when your cells basically break apart and we want healthy cells. Uh, and that is the root cause of so much of the disease that we're seeing. So, you know, supporting healthy cells, going back to the hydration that comes from that, that comes from the food, that comes from, um, you know, the adaptogens and some of the things that you mentioned earlier, Bernadette, um, and managing stress, it's, you can see how all these systems are related. Absolutely. And do you think, are there, you know, do you think there's merit in taking supplements to boost your nutrition um, in, in order to achieve that, you know, immune balance? Should we be taking loads of vitamin C? I, I think everything in moderation, and it also depends on what type of lifestyle and diet that works best for you. We, you know, if you can't get the nutrients through your food, then it's absolutely okay to supplement otherwise. So vitamin C is one of those that I feel that we could get a lot through our food. But if we, maybe we don't like citrus, maybe we don't like berries, then yeah, absolutely. A vitamin C supplement is great. Vitamin D, um, it's okay to take more than the uh, approved amount. There are so many studies out there that say we need more than a, the approved amount to keep our immunity up and running at optimum levels and to help us through flu season and to help us through COVID. I mean, that's one thing that COVID really shed light on was vitamin, vitamin D. Yeah. Yeah. And vitamin D, um, with vitamin C are so critically important. I think, you know, if we can get into a habit, again, I think these lifestyle habits are so critical. You know, maybe you live in an, a, a place in the country or in the world where accessing fresh fruit and vegetables during the winter season is tough. Don't worry, go to your freezer. You know, go to the freezer section in your store. And what you will find is a lot of the times the way frozen fruits and vegetables are processed, it's actually retaining more vitamin C than even if you find it fresh. So think about that, throwing a handful into your smoothie um, or, you know, and trying to get raw food in every day because those enzymes are so important. Um, getting juice, okay? I, I want to talk about juice for just a quick second. I think people rely on juice, but juice can be very high in sugar. So I would use juice more as, a, you know, kind of a treat in smaller portions and really try and eat the whole fruit more than you're juicing because you're going to get a lot more sugar in there. Yes, I agree. Smoothies are the best. I mean, because you're not adding in that sugar, you're getting the sugar from the natural fruit versus yeah. Yeah, and strawberries, blueberries, um, any kind of berry, those are going to be the lowest in uh, sugar in terms of your spiking your glycemic index. So they help to regulate your GI. So do, so do apples. Apples are a great, mm -hmm. apples and pears are a great thing to think about, especially this time of year uh, in the fall. Those are seasonal and a nice way to just kind of freshen up your, your smoothie. One other thing is pumpkin. 
You know, pumpkin mm-hmm. goes way beyond the pie. Yeah. Pumpkin is high in beta carotene, an, an antioxidant, very powerful antioxidant. Um, and it also has natural enzymes. So I have a great pumpkin smoothie in the book. I, I, I'm going to, I think I'm going to make it this morning, actually. <laughs> <laughs> pumpkin is great. Yeah, so tasty. And there's so many different diverse ways. I just, I always keep canned pumpkin in my pantry like year round because sometimes I can't find it year round. I stock up now. (laughs) So is there any, are there any Uh other additional tips that uh, you can add that we can close with today? Um, Just helpful hints for people. Maybe it's just even one routine that you would recommend for people to adopt in their everyday to manage their stress and sleep and boost their microbiome and get their nutrition in focus to help with their immunity? I think people really need to do what's best for them. And we live in a world where everything is so fast paced and we're doing for others that we need to slow down and really start taking care of ourselves. And self-care isn't necessarily you know, putting a mask on and laying in a bubble bath. I mean, self-care could be looking at your nutrition and starting to eat, you know, healthier foods, starting to take supplements that will boost your immunity, looking at what you may be deficient in. And, and, you know, maybe zinc is something you haven't even thought about, or maybe you don't know much about elderberry, but, you know, those are two great things to help us through the times right now, not only with COVID and the flu, but self-care is is vital to our well-being. We got to put the oxygen masks on ourselves in order to help everybody else. And yes. uh, I think it's, you know, our our own immune system is so incredibly powerful. We just have to take care of it like we would anything that we valued. And uh, certainly when our own machine breaks down, it's very hard to take care of others. Yes, I agree. Bernadette, thank you so much for your time today. This was really helpful. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I know you have a lot of choices out there of what to listen to, what to watch. So it means a lot to me that you're here with me. And hey, if you love this content, would you hit the subscribe button? I want you around. I don't want you to just show up for one episode and leave. I want you here, part of the conversation a seat at this table. And while you're at it, would you share this with your friends and family? And if you take a screenshot and share it on your social media with a hashtag RFYBL for recipes for your best life, I'll make sure to personally give you a shout out and you may just be featured right here on the show. So until next time, here's to living deliciously and being the chef of your best life.